When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Irioki. Join me and my friends as we explore the darker side of the Sooner State. Okay, here we go. Okay, so I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Irioki. Um, Sorry, guys, we had a false start there, which you won't hear, but I was trying to record, and since things are a little bit different right now, um, I'm using my computer, which I usually don't do. Like, I've got it hooked up to the roadcaster, um, but I accidentally, like, stopped the recording while Jonetta and I were talking, and it was just not a good deal, so. um, It's cool, though, because, like, I totally brain farted. Yeah. While you were doing that, whenever you were like, and I'm here with Jonetta, and I just was like dead air. You're like, uh, <laughs> like, yeah, I've never been on a podcast before. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, that's like, funny. I, I've never done this dance before. Well, I mean, I haven't over the phone. Like, yeah. this, this is definitely new. Like, it's, I'm it's different. in your house with you, chilling. Oh, yeah. Letting your dog sing the song of their people at me. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which. If my dogs come to the door and sing the song of their people, I really, I apologize, but that's just the way it is. <laughs> so, Girl, same. Like, um, I'm surprised Indian hasn't heard you and been like, oh, there's people in my house. I got a boo. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I, if I didn't have like headphones on, they, I'm sure, which that would be impossible to record <laughs> like that, but they would, they'd be going crazy. Um, but yeah. Funny. So we are here tonight virtually to uh talk some more tiger king because that has been like that i cannot believe that it has become what it is like it's girl if you if you would have told me last year that we would be having a pandemic in 2020 and during that pandemic joe exotic memes would rule the internet i would have said you were on fucking mess and you needed to quit right but- like that joe exotic is the most famous person on earth right now like that's it's crazy like it's absolutely mind-boggling oh it is yeah and what i think is so like insane about it i did you did you watch the uh eighth episode that they added the after show yeah i i did with what is that guy joel McHale. yeah yeah i love joel McHale. i told you i told you earlier i'm horrible with names yeah (laughs) that's okay (laughs) that is okay (laughs) I um I used to watch The Soup I, religiously. I love that I mean, show. I always remember catching it, but I never knew that guy's name. It's, I was just like, that's like the better looking version of Ryan Seacrest, the funnier Ryan mm-hmm. Seacrest. And yeah. that's just kind of how I associated him. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> but like, um, yeah, I did watch it. Um, Shocker, Carol was not on it. Yeah. But, um, oh, speaking of which, I mean, okay, so... I stumbled yeah. across a blog post that she put up on uh, bigcatrescue.com <laughs> and it's okay. like outlining the series, like the events that happened leading up to Don Lewis's dis- disappearance. And she kind of like, 
I mean, she makes a Whoa, compelling case. Like she makes a compelling case. Um, Big cat rescue. And she has a blog post? Yes, there's a here? recent blog post that she put up that was like, I think it's it's called something like Dispelling the Tiger King Myths or Confronting Tiger King or something like that. And it's kind of like her rebuttal to all of that. Okay. Because uh, I feel I, like... Mm-hmm. My, my, my biggest thing to that is because like I've had a I've had a friend um, who's actually a really good friend of mine who uh, we don't actually agree on Carol Baskin, mm-hmm. um, and because like you know she's really like Carol's done a lot of good work in her eyes, blah 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 blah, you know whatever that's fine. Pre Tiger King, I would have agreed with that. Yeah. Post Tiger King, I do not agree with that. I yeah. think the best thing Carol is doing is that she is trying to make it where it is illegal for cub petting. Mm-hmm. But that's not enough whenever you yourself make a profit off of big animals. When you yourself are on video talking about taking animals away from their mothers to acclimate them to um, be pets. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of like a reformed racist going in and deciding that they get to lead the cause against racism. Like, I'm an activist now. Yeah. Yeah, like, like, sit the fuck down. I'm glad that you've, like, changed your mind. Mm-hmm. Not that I always believe in reformed racists. I mean, my grandparents were sort of kind of reformed racists. I mean, they didn't like me because I was the baby of a spick. Mm-hmm. Um, to put it kindly. Yeah. <laughs> That's not even kind. But, um, you know, uh, but anyway, uh, so it, it's just like, to me, it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, you know it's, ha- I mean? it's hard to take her at her word, I guess. You know, it is because it's like, you know, you started the exact same way. Mm-hmm. You don't get to cast stones in glass houses. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you are the exact same bullshit that you're, uh, you know, advocating against. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you're not any better than them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like speaking. So that, that's kind of. Oh, go thing. ahead. Uh, speaking of no, all that. So. I, during this period, this very strange time that we're living in, I have downloaded TikTok. (laughs) And and what I think is so fantastic about this. Okay. So Mm -hmm. TikTok is pretty much like a lip syncing app for Gen Z and younger, like kids and stuff. Like it's kids and teenagers and stuff like that. Well, millennials have invaded it. And like pretty much have made it our own. Like all the, all the videos I see are like millennials and like really, really funny and stuff. But anyway, I came across one when I was scrolling through the other night, which by the way, like if you're going to hate on me because I downloaded TikTok, you need to download it because it is the most like mindless stress relieving like thing ever. And that's perfect right now. But anyway, um, well, you know me, I'm not, I'm not going to hate on you for shit. Yeah. I think unless, unless you're like selling tigers on the DL. Right. I, I can't remember. I can't remember if I came across this myself or if Laura came across it and sent it to me. But um, it was a video of this girl who started talking about like the Tiger King thing. And, you know, Tiger King is basically all over social media. So I didn't really think of any, anything of it at first. And then she kept talking and she said she was Don Lewis's granddaughter. And. Oh. Yeah. So she said that. And then she was like talking about how she was really glad that the documentary had shined a light on something that had kind of been, 
not not forgotten, especially not by her and her family, but I think probably by the community there at large, it had kind of that her that her grandfather's missing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so she, you know, she kind of uh, gave her opinion on that, which I think was summed up as. So do you think that he just ran off without his money or do you think she killed him? <laughs> which is accurate, man. I yeah. mean, hello. Like, and I'm not saying that the guy didn't come off like a thief. Like, there was a thing I got tagged in that was, which is funny that we're on this because um, Dustin Clark asked if we think Carol Baskin did it. Yeah. And if so, how do you think she did it? Well, my favorite theory is that she rubbed him in sardine oil and fed him to her cat. I mean, but, that it is okay. So, like, for her to look at like that, that camera, be, that has to be out of context because we do obviously know that this is like yeah. a highly sensationalized documentary. Because oh yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. Documentaries yeah. do they or they're dull. Like right. all documentaries have a level of sensationalism to them, but they also have level of journalism well right at the beginning right at the beginning of tiger king rinky says you got he says i'm sure you guys have got a story to tell and that to me for him to say that to them makes me uh wonder what attitude they had with him when they were interviewing him because it makes me wonder if they were like trying to lead him in a certain direction with what they wanted him to talk about like what they wanted him to say and stuff and i feel like with rinky he was one of the um, guys that worked at the zoo, the guy that had no legs. Oh, okay, okay. I told you about it. Name. That's okay. That's food. okay. So he, at the very, no very way. beginning, I think it's like the, in the trailer, he says, I, he says, I know you guys have got a story to tell. And yeah. I think that a lot of what was in Tiger King was kind of, um, and I know that people do this all the time when they make films and stuff, but it, it always kind of bothers me. And that is like twisting things to make them look a certain way kind of a thing oh for sure and but sure. but to get back to dustin's uh question i think okay so i saw something that said basically like why are we hating on carol baskin so much because like she was like a 19 year old girl when she met this old man and he was very yeah, predatory that, I think that was the thing that i was tagged in was like that tiger king comes off as very anti-feminist mm-hmm. like as, as no as very misogynistic, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, that and was, yeah. That, and that they paint her as the only villain, which right. isn't accurate because they paint all of them as a villain if you actually mm-hmm. watch the fucking show. Yeah. And even though Joe is played in a better light, he's still a fucking villain. Yeah. I don't know who's watching what that they think that he's not. Mm-hmm. They still paint him as a villain, not nearly as nefarious of one as he actually is, Basically how it came off to me was this, is that they made it seem like you had a lot of these smarter people basically corralling to, like, throw this one idiot under the bus. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. I don't necessarily believe that Joe's as big of an idiot as he comes off. (laughs) Like, yeah, I think the guy's, I think the guy is definitely a nutcase i don't think he stopped upstairs well i don't know because like what kind of person says on the internet that they're gonna kill someone uh a person who thinks that they have no authority like or that no authority holds power over them yeah like i think i I think that he i think he is pretty crazy but um 
to get back to the Carol Baskin thing, so like I think right. that for sure she killed him. Um, oh, I, I think there is, there is no doubt in my mind that she like fed what? him to the I tigers. Think, okay, okay, okay. Disclaimer: so she doesn't sue my ass because I have fucking nothing. But yeah, the evidence does not look good. So yeah, substantially, definitely. That's fucking fishy. Yeah, that's. I, I mean, it's a very. It was a very curious thing for her to say so specifically that sardine she, oil sardine oil like that was because yeah. that that just seemed yeah. to me like the kind of thing that you might say had you i don't know done this or like have you had to entice your tigers to eat something they don't want to eat exactly yeah yeah like what's going like, on here yeah <laughs> um oh my god but but like um so my my biggest thing is is that obviously Don Lewis is not a great guy mm-hmm. in the fact that he was not a great husband. He was, you know, he was unfaithful to his first wife who was young when they got married. I think they got married when she was 14. He was 17, yeah. if I'm remembering correctly. Um, and he cheated on her all the time. And then I think whenever she found out about Carol, she was pissed. And she was like, I'm not going to do this. Like, I'm not going to let you have this mistress. He thought she was, like, in love with this mistress. But it's very much suggested that he was not faithful to anyone but himself. Mm-hmm. That he was definitely a boat. Cool. There's a lot of buckets in the world. I've known quite a few of them. Haven't killed any of them. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't the- think she should have killed him, but... I don't think she should have either because here's the thing at the end of the day, her motive would have been money. Mm-hmm. She left her first husband who beat the hell out of her, I believe. Yeah. Um, I, can't, I can't remember that part. I I want to say that he was uh, physically abusive and she left him. Like that was kind of the reason that she went with Dawn that night. She happened to pick him up. And That's they went right. To together yeah. And they, yeah. Yeah. Okay. They had an affair. They had an affair for like three years. Didn't he like pick her uh, up on the side of the road and he like handed yep. her a gun? Yep. And was did- and she pointed the gun at him the whole time they drove around until she went to a fucking <laughs> until they went to a fucking hotel and she went to bed with him. And then how romantic? <laughs> how romantic? Right. She knew the kind of fucking crazy person he was. She knew, and honestly, I mean, she had an affair with the guy for three years. She knew who he was when she married him. Mm-hmm. But dollar signs change people. We have talked about this before, you and I. Oh my Everyone god! Everyone has a price. Okay. So speaking of which, okay. So this is this is kind of a little bit of a detour, but I discovered a show on Hulu recently called Marrying Millions. I'm not proud oh of god. it. I'm not proud of it. <laughs> I binged the whole series because I couldn't look away from this train wreck. And basically, like you know how we talked about like the May December romances when we were first doing the Joe Exotic shows and stuff, and um, yeah. I had some people. I'm sure we'll talk about that now again. Oh yeah, I had some people that were not real happy with my opinion about May December romances. Um, oh my god, did people email you? No, 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 no. This is someone that I'm personally very close to that told me like way to attack my family, which she'll hear this tomorrow. So I won't call her out though. Like I'm, I, I won't call oh, okay. her out. Yeah, but anyway, okay. um, but I love you, person that that was. Like, I would never insult your parents or anything like that, um, because I think this is way different. But so on Marrying Millions, there is a man in Dallas who is 60 years old that is getting ready to get married to a 21-year-old. And she ain't marrying him because he's handsome. 
No. She ain't marrying him because she likes his personality. She's marrying him because he's got deep pockets. Changed my fucking mind. Well, okay, like, and if you watch it, it's so sad because you can tell that, like, she's 21 and I feel like he is totally manipulating her. Like, I feel like, you know, I feel like she is totally being preyed upon and that, you know, it's it's kind of like this lifestyle might appeal to her and it might be a good way to get out of the situation she's in. But like, girl, if you marry him, like you are trapped in even if you're rich, like you're trapped in a world that, you know, and he's an asshole. He's horrible. Like, he's so horrible. Here's what I'm here's what I'm going to tell you. You can learn from Carol Baskin. Money doesn't buy you happiness. No. Obviously. She wasn't happy with Don. She wasn't happy with him so much so that the guy got a fucking restraining order on her. Yeah. And apparently her boyfriend right after him got one too. Okay, so she, on that blog post on BigCatRescue.com, she actually explains the restraining order. Both of them? Not both of them. I believe just the one that Don had put against her. And what was her reasoning? I cannot remember what her reasoning was on that. It had something... I can't really find it. I just see a lot of, like, bullshit, bullshitting around. My thing is, is, like, look, man, do I think she killed him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do I think I know why she killed him? Totally, because the guy was a fucking asshole. Yeah. And because he was going to take all of his money with him. Yeah. There ain't no way in hell she would have gotten a dime of it. Yeah, he and apparently... Kill, but it was going to go to, like, his kids and stuff. Okay, it's called Refuting Tiger King is the name of the article on Big Cat Rescue. Um, oh, I see it. And so it's like, got, like the the video and all that. Oh, I just can't oh yeah. Stand to her talk because she sounds like a monotonous robot, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, mm, 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 mm. hell, you just, cool I, cats I, and I kittens. <laughs> she she leaves an oily taste in my mouth. She yeah. leaves a sardine oil flavor in my mouth. <laughs> sardine oil, yeah. She leaves a sardine oily taste in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, and then I was better like, your mouth than the tigers. Yeah, no shit, right? Yeah, oh, I'm trying whoa. to find it because no, basically, <laughs> okay, so there's a whole section on this article that, like, the, the first part of it deals with everything, like all the criticism that she's getting as far as like cub petting and um, her role in the tiger big cat world, all that stuff. But you the, the majority, the majority of the article is about the time leading up to Dawn's disappearance. Do you know what that says to me, though? Hmm. That says to me that she feels the need to profess her innocence. Yeah. And I'm not saying that innocent people don't profess their innocence because, like, you can watch The Innocent Man, but, John, you know, there's a there's a whole documentary on it. Tommy Ward, that guy's totally innocent. Mm-hmm. He professes his innocence, whatever. But to me, I'm like, you're a free woman. They clearly don't have a body, so there's no way in hell they'll ever have a case against you. Mm-hmm. Um, why? Why are you beating a dead horse? Why does it matter? Yeah, that's... You know why it yeah. matters? It matters because her revenue goes down if people quit believing in her. Yeah. And that, to me, also pings to me that she is a vile human. Mm-hmm. Because good people don't have to constantly profess their innocence. They don't have to constantly paint themselves as victims. They don't have to constantly be like, oh, well, I didn't feed my husband to a tiger. Yeah. Okay, so I found I finally found it. The application for a restraining order. Okay, so this is what Carol Baskin herself says. Um mm-hmm. so I don't I don't know if they really talked about this in the documentary, but you know how he was going down to Costa Rica? 
And there was mm-hmm. a whole thing to do with his planes and stuff like that. Okay, so he's, yeah. he would spend one week a month in Costa Rica. And what she says about that is, yeah, Don was a man who wanted to have sex daily. He would go to Costa Rica during the week I was having my menstrual cycle. I accepted this as something I had to live with. During the week he was away, I would haul off the property as much junk as I could. Wendell told Don I was doing this. Don tried calling the police to get them to stop me. They told him he would need a restraining order. It is unclear if it was Don's idea to get that restraining order um, that he should say I threatened him or if someone like Wendell suggested that. So Don filed the restraining order on June 20th, 1997, and it was denied. So I I will say, like, I, you know, and I, I don't know. Like, I don't know this lady. I don't know, like, how genuine she is. But, I mean, this kind of makes sense to me. Like... I could see this now, being man, man, people who get away with murder mm-hmm. usually are really good bullshitters. That is true. That is true. But also, you know what I'm saying? also, like, okay. So like, this is what I'm saying though. I am not saying that I think she's innocent. I think she killed him. Like I do not, I do not, I don't know how it happened. I think she fed him to the tigers though after he was dead. Um, but I, so I kind of buy, like, well, I kind of buy the part about like, how the restraining order shook out because I kind of, I, I, I can believe that. Like I can believe that. Cause I mean, uh, and I mean like think about living with a guy that's like, I'm going to fly to Costa Rica when you're on your period because I got to have sex. One, one, if you can't dick me down when I'm on my period, I'm not marrying you. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Exactly. Yeah. But so, yeah. So anyway, that's what she says about the, uh, the, um, restraining order and she talks also about the power of attorney flying to costa rica um the van in the airport and the meat grinder which i thought this was kind of funny um so in the documentary they talk a lot about the meat grinder and she uh showed a picture of what her meat grinder actually looks like and it's actually like the kind you'd have in your kitchen at home like it's not like Mm -hmm. an industrial meat grinder or anything like that so she's like it would be really hard to grind up a person in a tiny little meat grinder and i'm like fair that's fair but i still think you fed him to the tigers <laughs> same maybe she put him in a fucking wood chipper who the hell exactly knows? yeah yeah in um, that in that in fargo the wood chipper i don't i don't know i've don't never know, seen fargo so i don't know versus evil, okay and the kid throws themselves into the wood chipper oh god like that's favorite fucking movie that sounds so awful that sounds um, awful Okay, so yeah, do we think she did it? Absolutely. Do I think I know how she did it? Honestly, I I don't know if I could. There are so many ways to kill a man. Mm-hmm. Please don't put me on a list, FBI. I'm probably actually already on a list because of all the shit I researched for writing, but whatever. Um, <laughs> oh my God. No, okay, so uh, I'm looking at the comments. Oh my God, it has like, people have put all kinds yeah, of stuff. It's blown up. That's why I was I was looking. I mean, so I don't know how she did it. Honestly, I think part of it would be feeding it to animals. But the biggest thing is, is like, what would she have done with the bones? Yeah, I don't you know. know. I, mean? I don't know. Human bones are very distinctive, and they did search the place. I mean, yeah. I honestly, I think maybe she didn't feed him to the animals. Maybe she killed him. She might have disposed of him elsewhere. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, you know, I, I, I do like, I, part of me, I want to think like that she did it, 
whatever. But I mean, that article that she wrote on her blog, and I know, I know this, like, is going to sound so stupid because you couldn't, you can't believe what a murderer is saying. Like, you know, you can't believe someone. No, but sorry, that, sorry. that's like, that's like believing uh fucking, you know, that's like going in and talking to Ed Kemper and being like, man, Ed Kemper's just such a cool fucking dude. Or like, come, no like it's like if I went and talked to Carol Baskin <laughs> and then I, and then I came and talked to you and you told me something and I would say, that doesn't sound like something that Carol would say. You know that yeah, line from yeah, Mindhunter? Yeah. yeah. Like, like, that's where you're getting at, man. That's where that is where at. I'm getting at. Okay. Yeah. But you guys do go read that blog post because it is interesting. And there is some stuff on there that, like, I did not, um, didn't remember from the documentary. So she kind of, like, I mean, of course, it's skewed for her favor and, and everything. But there's more information is what I'm saying. Well, and honestly, I mean, if she's doing good work with the cub heading stuff sure okay i'll give her that but at the same time my biggest thing with her isn't so much that she killed her skis ball of a husband i can give a fuck kudos to you chick um <laughs> so you killed him you kept his millions and you got all your big cats mm-hmm. awesome okay what really bugs me about carol okay is that she still has a cat rescue and I understand, like, now that a lot of her her animals come from, like, circuses and stuff like that, you know, like, they are rescued from things that zoos can't take. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, you didn't start with pure intention. Mm-hmm. Quit pretending you did. Yeah. And because I think like, it's... the video. I think it's, I like, what the guy uh, says in the documentary when he's like, all big cat people are crazy. Like, they're all crazy. Yeah. And I, I think you have to be kind of crazy to want to take care oh, of tigers cat. or own them in that capacity. Like, I think that's kind of... Any, any exotic animal that you try to domesticate... Mm-hmm. In into a pet. Like, yeah. Into a pet or even into a private zoo. Exactly. Into you, a monetary source. You don't get to talk about conservation at that point. No. Okay, so, so I'm going to... We're going to move on to the, uh, I got to take this one from Dustin Clark. No, 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 no. I know. I just, I was just like, man, that, that's my beef. Oh no, I understand. I totally understand. Okay. So this one, okay. Cause this is going to get into something that we wanted to talk about, which is the weird proclivity for polyamory that is going on in the big cat world. Where, Where is that one? Who said that? Dustin said, um, he said, going to take a line from Step Brothers, uh, Joe Exotic, oh, oh, Doc okay. Antle, okay. Jeff Lowe. I, I did see that one. Okay, so Joe Exotic, Doc Antle, Jeff Lowe, Mary, Boink, or Kill. Okay, well, I, I can tell you right now the one I'm killing, and that would be Doc Antle. Yeah. Point blank. Don't care. That motherfucker's got a bullet with his name on it somewhere and oh. needs it between his eyes. I think he... The guy... <clears throat> he's so creepy. Not only is he he's a predator oh he's a predator let's he of the nth how, degree let's let's talk about how okay you know may december romances i don't have a problem with i really don't when they're non-predatory right and that is to say that there is not an imbalance of power exactly and there's and in every relationship doc Antle has i guarantee you there is an imbalance of power because he only wants to screw virgins and yeah. I have a theory about men who only want to screw virgins. <laughs> they want to have sex with someone who doesn't know better. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> and I, I, I think that's true. 
I'm just gonna throw it out there. Like yeah. if if a man tells you that you have to be a virgin to lay with him, guess what, baby? He ain't gonna double click that mouse right. That's right. Like, yeah. He does not know what he's doing. <laughs> oh my god, I love you so much. Okay. I don't so, give a fuck. Doc Antle, I think, is just, like, absolutely disgusting. I think that he is a predator. I think – I also think – I think Jeff Lowe is a predator, but maybe of, like, yeah. a slightly lesser caliber. Like – I don't think Jeff Lowe is as um, – let's see. What, what's the word I'm trying to say? I don't think he's as manipulative in the fact that, like, he has to have nine million wives. They have to dress a certain way. Mm-hmm. They have to do whatever. I mean, there there was that gross line where he's like talking about his pregnant wife getting her back into the gym and oh, stuff. God, yeah, that was disgusting. That made me so um, mad. I was just like, yeah, good for you. When are you going to get hair plugs, buddy? Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Hello. No, you and you know what? Good for you. When are you going to look young again? And I feel like Jeff Lowe. Okay, so he is like one of those dudes that like he's these pretty pretty women are with him. And I look at them and I'm like, why? Why? Low self-esteem. It's got to be. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be like. Generally, when you meet a guy who wears that much affliction. Yeah. And he's dating hot women. It's because he's a douche. Okay. So let me tell it. Let me tell a story about affliction. So I've told you this story before in the past. Um, So way back in the day, I, I think maybe we told, I told it on the podcast, I think. Maybe, but I'll oh, tell man. again. I'll you tell again. Me. I forget what I say. Okay. Two minutes after I say it. So the affliction. We back in like 2008 when MySpace was huge. Um, me and my friends had an album on MySpace that was called Affliction Addiction, and basically we would go out to the bars and we would spot guys wearing Affliction, and they were most generally like meathead type guys, and we would go up to them and we'd be like, Oh my God, hi. Yeah, Guidos basically. Or whatever they called the- yeah. Like, like dudes, uh, um, Jersey yes, Guidos. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, um, so anyway, they, they looked like meathead guys that you'd run into at the gym, that kind of like super shiny kind of like, you know, looking like, like way oiled up. Yeah. Like they're, they're oiled like up and their hair is just like super gelled and like all this, you know, just like it's crunchy jelly. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah. these types of guys, we'd go up to them, we'd be like, oh my God, like, hi, like, I'm at a bachelorette party and me and my girlfriends are doing a scavenger hunt and we had to find like a, I don't remember what we would tell them if we would tell them that it was someone wearing affliction or if it was just like a really hot guy (laughs) and we'd be like, can we take a picture with you? (laughs) And so we'd take a picture with them and then we'd put it in the affliction addiction album. So, because we wanted to see like, because affliction was so popular at the time that like everyone was wearing it. And I think we, oh God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was like, (laughs) yeah, it was like that, like that's what the situation was. But anyway, so Jeff Lowe, just something about him just rubs me the wrong way. Okay, so for Mary, Boink, or Kill, I would 110% of the three of them, um, let's see, I would marry you Joe Exotic. I'd marry? I'd marry Joe. Yeah, I'd marry Joe. I'd marry Joe, because I wouldn't have to sleep with him. That is what he I did. was thinking. He ain't going to want to fuck me, he's dead. Exactly, what? yeah. And, like, how how cool, like, you're married to Joe Exotic. That- I don't think, um, and honestly, he's got that bum leg, mm-hmm. and I'm a big girl. Come at me, brother. Also, also, like, he's going to be in prison for a long time. Like, he's going to no be, shit, you know, right? so, I mean, like, you, you get to be married without, like, any of the, you know. Any of the problems. Yeah. Like, he's in prison. <laughs> you just don't take his calls, like, you know. 
but yeah, no, I'm telling you, like with Jeff Lowe, I just, I just think with him, his thing is, I don't think he's as controlling as Doc Antle. I don't think his is as culty. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like because he is clearly, he's not like, oh, you have to dress up like this. You have to do this. Right. Like, he's not controlling these women down to the second. He mm-hmm. just wants to be surrounded by hot chicks. Yeah. Which is like every basic white dude's fantasy probably every dude's fantasy but whatever gross um (laughs) gross which gross so okay so Um, i actually want to change my answer okay so okay you can kill one person in this situation and the person i want to kill is myself (laughs) okay (laughs) because i could not because it says you have to sleep with one of them yeah and there's no way that's happening like that just i would rather just Mm, yeah. yeah Like, no. But I'd still kill Doc Antle. Like, if I had to sleep with Jeff Lowe to kill Doc Antle. I don't even know if I could do that. I might be tempted. I don't know. I would because I hate Doc Antle. Oh, I hate him. I hate him, too. Okay. Okay. So, um, so, okay. Then, okay. So, Katie Shaw has a really good question that I'm excited to read. Um, why, Why do you think everyone is focused on the, quote, crime attributed to Carol Baskin and not those of the other big cat keepers like Jeff Lowe and Doc Antle? Is it because she's a woman? That's what, that, that is what I was tagged in was the thing, um, I don't even remember who the fuck posted it, whatever, I don't care who posted it, but about how the documentary is very misogynistic towards Carol because it paints her as the ultimate bad guy. Yeah. And, again, I mean, kudos to her for killing her man and taking his millions. I mean, that's living the fucking dream. But, um. <laughs> okay, speaking of which, that just made me think of Dave. Like, talk about the emu situation so that we don't get oh, in trouble again. Before we, before we get before we get on the big crime thing. Yeah. Okay. So when we first did this, um, God, back before we really knew anything about any of these people, mm-hmm. uh, we were talking about how Joe Exotic got in trouble. The first time he got in trouble with Tito was for killing those emus who were headed towards the highway, right? Yeah, yeah, and we talked about, yeah. <laughs> we talked about that, and uh, which we obviously, I mean, honestly, in that situation, I can see why. Like, mm-hmm. the emus were probably going to die anyway. They would have killed people. It sucks. Whatever. Moving on. Oh, my God. So can anyway, you hear Maggie? Yes. <laughs> hold on one second. Oh, okay. I will, I will hold on. Okay. Uh, she, she is quitting now okay okay, you're good Uh, yeah so go ahead so in australia they had a great emu war right Mm -hmm. and this was actually like the actual army okay like this is after world war one whatever um (laughs) they um like the emus were like running some shit basically like it's like a whole thing you can you can look on on wikipedia which used to not be a reliable source but now colleges accept it they do they do they do um so (laughs) like an actual military like group right was Mm -hmm. sent to fight the emu that's insane okay no this is no bullshit that is crazy and and like could not win because all of their guns like started malfunctioning that is insane yeah 
man. Like, I think, like, I think they only killed, like, a few of the emus. Mm-hmm. Gosh, what? Hold on. Okay. Oh, God damn it. David just texted me. He thinks he burnt my table. He burnt my table. What do you mean burnt my fucking table? That's not good. Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about, bro? <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. We're, we're going to, we're going to, so he, look, he gets his way and he burns my goddamn table. He's yeah. Like, I can't believe you didn't mention the Emu Wars because that's like his favorite war of all time. <laughs> that's he's his like, favorite he war. Oh, God, that's so funny. The won the war. That anyway, is so funny. So, Emu War, we had to talk about because Dave's a turd. And he got anyway, mad, yeah, um, that we didn't. So, okay, so Katie. So Katie's question about uh, focusing on Carol. I absolutely uh, think that part of it is because she's a woman. Because I think oh, that sure. I think that this is a, like, industry that is dominated by men. And for uh, her, regardless of what you think about how she goes about things, she put a target on her back when she started going after people. And I think oh, yeah. that oh, yeah. for her to be a woman she doing that, yeah. yeah, I think for her to be a woman doing that was even like one more strike against her in the eyes of, I mean, you're talking about people who like the lifestyles that Jeff Lowe and Doc Antle lead are not exactly feminist, you know? No, dude, dude, they're not. And also, fuck Doc Antle, putting, putting a pin in this for a second, because the guy ruined <laughs> VMA Britney's award show because now I'll never forget that he was on stage with her. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. God. And I'm like, how dare you be in the presence of Britney Spears? That's okay, so gross. Like you're disgusting. Oh but my anyways, god. Uh, <laughs> okay. So Katie, Katie's next that. question. Uh, so this is something interesting that I wanted to follow up on because I've I've heard people say this a few times, and I'm like. Hold on a second. That's not entirely accurate. Okay. So should we be proud or horrified that Joe Exotic got 19% of the gubernatorial vote in Oklahoma? So I'm almost positive that he only got 19% of the libertarian or like independent vote or something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't think he actually got 19% of the entire election, but I could be wrong. Hang on. I'm going to look that up. Uh, Should we be proud or horrified? I think, I mean this is America and anyone can run for office. And, um, I think, I mean, honestly, go ahead. No, no, no. All I was going to say is, uh, watching the, um, watching the after show with Joel McHale, when Joel McHale, when the guy who was the campaign manager, one of my favorite things that that guy said in the entire documentary was Joe didn't know what a libertarian was and he still doesn't. Still doesn't know. I loved that so much. Same. So I did too. Um, so anyway, honestly, but one of the things that that guy said on the after show was that the reason that Oklahomans hate Joe is because he's gay. And I disagree with that. I don't think, I think I'm sure there are Oklahomans who do hate that about him, but I think there are other things that he has done within the community that he lives in or lived in that made well, people not like, like him. And like, he did say something about like our gay community being like, He's like, we live in a predominantly red state. Like, everyone here hates gay people, practically, because mm-hmm. I did see that. And I was like, bro, are you living in a small town? Because, right. um, yeah. Like, 
I grew up in downtown Oklahoma City in the 90s before the Disney did, and yeah. we had shit tons of gay people. Now, that's mm-hmm. not to say that there was not homo, um, homosexual, cin- like, centered violence and stuff like that, right. and that, like, people were treated as subpar. That's not to say that at all, because, yes, that very much did happen. Oh, yeah, um, that's real. That's real. That happens. But, I think my we, problem... It sound like we don't have a lot of gay people in Oklahoma, and I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was kind of, I thought that was a little bit misleading and also like, cause I feel like we have a very vibrant gay community here and we do, we have a really, I love the gay community here. Like I, it's super Uh, like, I I think it's great, but I, I felt like it was kind of, I'm sure there are people who like hold that against Joe Exotic, but I think a lot more of it had to do with, I think the people in Winniewood kind of thought he was dangerous, you know? Uh, yeah, not only that. Uh, have you looked at the guy? He's a raging fucking hillbilly. He makes us look bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that is, that's a big part of it. Um, I think that's... say for as red as Oklahoma is, like, you have a very conservative side of Oklahoma, and you have a very liberal side of Oklahoma. And a lot of liberals, I don't know if you know this about them, they don't like hillbillies because they feel like the hillbilly lifestyle, quote, quote, like, not, you know, whatever, outdoorsy people are not all hillbillies, but, like, Mm -hmm that whole uneducated outdoorsy cowboy type they have like a very negative stereotype against people like that yeah or like people with an accent you know like clearly they're not educated Mm -hmm. and we have a lot of liberals in this state oh yeah yeah the the metropolitan areas of tulsa and oklahoma city are predominantly democrat and same for norman same for norman um and a lot of those people are predominantly educated in universities. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you know this about university brats, but they do look down on people. Mm-hmm. That is true. Yeah. People would look at that mullet. They'd look at those earrings. They'd look at that little, that fucking eyebrow ring that's hanging on by their thread. And they'd be like, mm, no, bro. Yeah. No. Yeah. And it's a judgmental thing. And it does not necessarily have to do with the fact that he's gay. I don't think, it I don't think that that was, I don't think that, that was the, think he's uneducated. I don't think it was the main reason, like him being gay. I really don't. I think it had more to do with like how people in that community perceived him as far as being mm-hmm. kind of a loose cannon and mm-hmm. not really liking the fact that he has like a jillion tigers in their backyard, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like those are bigger factors going into whether I would not like one of my neighbors. <laughs> like, You're right. But, okay, well, so Katie then- Katie has another question. Um, so following up that question, would he be better or worse than the leadership we currently have? Uh, he'd be worse. I mean, I hate it, whatever. Yeah. Sorry, not sorry, but honestly, he has no clue what he's doing. He couldn't even run a fucking zoo. Right. Yeah, it kind of the idea any kind of fucking power. Hell no. Yeah, I like I am not entirely pleased with how things are being handled right now, but I do Same. think that I don't know that Joe would be doing a better job. Like, I Honestly, don't know if you look at the way that President Trump runs the country. That might be what we'd be looking at. That would be that would be a lot closer because I mean he too was once a celebrity. Yeah, he too is with being popular mm-hmm. he too is off of his fucking rocker yeah and it's kind of a shithole so yeah i think go. i think that like it you know oh my god like i don't know i think that i think that joe exotic's approach to the coronavirus might be like let's blow it up like <laughs> let's just blow <laughs> it up he'd be like, 
he'd be like, we're going to stick a cord of dynamite in that, and we're going to blow it up with our guns. Yeah. And that and that would be, like, not how you handle it. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, Austin, I don't know how to say your last name. I think it's Kleinkohl or Kleinkohl. I'm not really sure, and you can totally correct me in a message tomorrow if you want to. Um. So, if Joe were free, how well do you think he would do in the next race for governor? Honestly, because there are so many idiots that I personally know, um, I think he would do pretty well because people would be like, huh, that's hilarious. Let's vote for him. Because yeah. Funny. I think, uh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, I could totally see that. And I think that, I think he would definitely do better than his I, 19%. Yeah, I don't think he'd win. Mm-mm. I still don't think he'd win. But I think that he would do well enough that I would be like, Jesus fucking Christ, way to make us look bad as a state. Um, yeah, and that's not to say that I don't think that a guy with an accent and a mullet can't run the state. Yeah. I just think that someone who is unable to run a small zoo well, yeah, should probably should not be governor. <laughs> she probably shouldn't be running a whole state. Yeah, yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, uh, so Katie has another question, which is, who is the most likable out of the whole series, and why? That would be sad. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could I could get behind that. I could get behind that. I really like Seth. I even like him I even liked him in the follow up episode. Oh um, yeah. He's very down to earth. He's very um well spoken. I would Yeah, and I would say also um he's very kind. Mm-hmm. Like he's just a kind human and um Yeah. Very forgiving because you know, they didn't handle him well. Yeah, in the docu in the docu series, they um, misgendered him, and uh, I will say this though, I think the only person in the documentary who did not misgender him was Joe when his arm got ripped off because he said, "We got a guy out here who's got his arm ripped off." So, like, that is one good thing Joe did. (laughs) I didn't catch that. I'm almost uh, positive. I'm almost positive he did. Okay. Um, I mean, and and I will say, like, of the docuseries about, like, if that was something that he did good, that, you know, I mean, honestly, I think out of all of them, Mm -hmm. the most genuine towards people would have been Joe. Because you see him um, giving money to transients, and he very clearly took in people who had nothing and gave them a purpose. That is why people were loyal to him. Yeah, that is true. Uh, I think that's probably true. And and Saf even says that in the follow-up, how um, he had seen him give people the shirt off of his own back. Mm-hmm. Like, genuinely care about people. Yeah. Um, do I think it makes up for him, like, being kind of a racist and being kind of a horrible human? No. Yeah. But I will say that I do think he actually did kind of care about people to an extent. Yeah, and yeah, I think I think so. The people who worked for him, I think even if he was like kind of fucking crazy, whatever, um, mm-hmm. the people who did not go on to work for Jeff all still speak highly of him, even if they don't trust him. Yeah. And yeah. that to me says something because usually if you have a batshit nuts boss, who's in prison and can't fuck with you yeah um you're not usually singing in praises right yeah 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 that That makes total sense saying stuff like that so that makes me think that joe was probably good to his people in ways that carol was not 
Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, hello, she has a whole bunch of volunteers work for her for free. Yeah. Who are working a full-time job for free, and she's making a lot of money enough to pay people to work for her. Mm-hmm. Didn't like that about her. Don't care that she murdered her husband. Don't yeah. care, whatever. I, I didn't like the video of her training cats. Yeah. Because that, to me, that to me is what broke Carol Baskin to me. All the other shit I wouldn't give a fuck about. Yeah, you're that, like, kill your husband, that that's was, fine. Don't be doing oh my, that girl, cub you petting. You live in the drink. Yeah. Um, so, but... okay. So you would say Saf is the most likable. And I would agree with that. I think Saf was very likable. Um, I also <laughs> really liked Rinky. I liked him a lot. And I liked Rick. So. Was that the one without the legs? Rinky is the one without Rick. the legs. Rick was the filmmaker who ended up moving yeah, to I Norway. Rick. Rick was my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, so, like, Rick was my other favorite. Yeah. Like, not most likable, but I just love that he's, like, he had no filter. Rick oh, no. like, me if I was an ugly dude. Yeah. Rick was <laughs> awesome. Rick was way awesome. And he lives in Norway now, so that's kind of cool because I have Norwegian I know, family. I, I did see that. I did see Who, that. And Norway, but... they are watching Tiger King. They, yeah. So, so that's yeah, kind of. Yeah, he apparently gets, gets stopped. And is in the local newspaper. I'm like, mm-hmm. holy shit, that's funny. Okay, so here's uh, here's a follow up question from me about like the most likable. Who in the documentary do you think is the most attractive? The most attractive. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I'm thinking. Probably Jeff's wife. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, Lauren. Yeah. I, I feel like she's a given, I mean, I though. Mean, I'm not sure asking me which one of the dudes is the most The dudes, attractive. yeah. The dudes. Because there's oh, lots God. of... All the girls that are involved with these guys are really pretty. Honestly, Travis would have been the most attractive if he was still alive. Yeah. I was going to say John Finley. <laughs> now that he's got teeth, yeah. He's, I mean, he's all right like, looking. He is, he's so cute. And I felt so bad for him that, like, he has been ragged on hey, can so I, can hard. Can I say something? Yeah. Can I say something, like, really mean, though? What? Maybe I shouldn't say it. <laughs> Maybe I should just leave it. If now it's I'm too bad, I'll edit it out. <laughs> what is it? Okay. So, free the teeth, free mm. whatever. Uh, <laughs> God damn! I'm gonna get shot. Anyway, um, <laughs> oh my god! Do you do you remember do you remember the girl on Freak Show that had the ponytail and the big buffed out teeth? Yeah, on American Horror yeah. Story. That's what I thought he looked like. Oh my <laughs> god! I no, I remember you sending me a text message, something along those lines about the shape of his head. Yeah, like, yeah, and I was just like, um, you're like something's wrong with okay. it. But like, but he does clean up well. He does whatever, and um, and I mean, and I would say like now, like seeing him in the follow up episode, yeah, he's not a bad looking dude. Yeah, I mean, but here's like here's what I why why I'm like questioning myself like as a person, I guess. I thought he was cute before he got his teeth fixed. Like I thought he was. No, I, mean, I mean, I could see that. I could see like the like probably what attracted Joe to him. Yeah, when he probably came to him oh, shiny yeah. and new before he ruined him with meth and whatever else. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, I mean, he, he seemed like such a sweet guy. Yeah. He seemed very, very sweet. Like he came across as very sweet and kind of like, and I think personality is far more attractive sometimes. Well, I mean, obviously you gotta be physically attractive to someone to like get past that to 
see yeah yeah of course like i'm not looking so whatever yeah um no i get i get what you're saying but i think his personality he has a very gentle personality yeah yeah he has a very you know what i'm saying like he's got a very kind personality Mm -hmm. and i i could see why um Mm -hmm. why joe would be you know drawn to that yeah. Also, because he's, uh, what, what was it that guy said in the follow up? Because uh, he likes them young and he likes them stupid. Yeah. And which I don't think is fair, but I mean, when you're young, you are stupid. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like that girl that's on marrying, million, marrying millions. Like, she's 21, and I'm like, girl, you are not a grown up yet. Like, you, you do not have the emotional, mental, like, development to deal with the fact that you are with a 60 year old man. Like, this is not right. Yeah, like, this is have, imbalanced. My, my uh, psychology teacher in um, in college, I'd have ran away with him. He was old enough to be my grandfather, but I'd have ran away with yeah. him. Yeah. If he would have been into it. <laughs> <laughs> he would have been into it. Oh, my God. Yeah. He, uh, he, um, he said something about May Descender romances, and he told us as a whole, he said, all of them that I've ever had to deal with, um, don't work out and he goes and there's a reason they don't work out and he was like because whenever you start crossing great generational divides he goes you don't have things in common mm-hmm. and he was like you know he goes and it's very rare for it to actually work out and somebody not be resentful of another yeah or someone not be you know what I mean and and like I'm not saying it doesn't always work that way no you know what I mean where yeah. it's like it, it's not always a good thing because like I have met people with a great divide in age who work well. Like one of my really good friends, her um, boyfriend is like 16 years older than her. He's a great dude. And he's great to her and they're happy. Mm-hmm. She also met him like later in life when right. she was a full fledged adult. Yeah. That makes a difference. too. And, and, and I know that sometimes, I mean, you know, you're young and you fall in love with someone and they're older than you and they fall in love with you and maybe it works out. But I feel like but that's a lot it, different than seeking out young men who are addicted to drugs. Yeah, that's way different. And providing them with drugs. In, it's way different. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that there's some predatory stuff going on there. Oh, definitely. And definitely. Like, um, and... No, I won't get into that. But um, also, again, that imbalance of power, you know, um, mm-hmm. he has the money. Oh, yeah. He has the yeah. Drugs, he has the tigers. He has the place that you're living. Yeah. How do you say no to something like that? Right. Right. Yeah. How do you boss? Yeah. He's your boss. Mm-hmm. How do you say no to your boss? Like, yeah. When you have when nowhere to go. And, like, the same thing with, like, Marion Millions. If, mm-hmm. if there's a lot of money involved, the person with the money is the person with the power. Mm-hmm. That's so true. And that's just the fact of life. So, Austin had uh, another question. Why was Tiger Safari not mentioned? Um, they I didn't. Can, I, I can't remember. They didn't Tiger m- mention Safari. Tiger Safari, did they? No. Because is Tiger Safari the one that's like Safari Joe? Um, is that who's in charge of that one? Safari I, I Joe? I think Tiger Safari. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> Safari Joe's exotic wildlife ranch is a different thing than yeah, Tiger Safari. Tiger Safari. Yeah. Okay. So Tiger Safari is the one that got hit by the tornado, right? 
The tiger nato back in like 2013 when like we had i remember i saw a meme that was like okay so you people think that the tiger king is crazy wait until you find out about the tiger nato that happened and it was like the tornado that hit and there was flooding everywhere it was the year that there was horrible horrible flooding and um uh, because of the tornado yeah, the tigers got out yes Oh, yeah, I remember that. And I'm like, that's I exactly that. exactly what you want to be dealing with when your power is gone from a storm and you live oh, out in the country and there might be a damn tiger out there. Like, it's like, don't worry about the coyotes tonight. The tigers will get it. Exactly, yeah. You don't have to worry about the coyotes tonight. Dear God. Yeah, no, okay. Um, I, remember, I remember when that happened. So, I think, okay, here's here's personal reasons why I think that like Tiger Safari was not mentioned is probably because they didn't fuck with Joe Exotic. Yeah. There was probably no business there. There was probably no, um, like they weren't fucking with Jeff Lowe. They weren't fucking with Doc Antle. They yeah. weren't fucking with any of these people. Mm-hmm. So they, they're not really, um, part of this narrative yeah. that they're painting, which is the Joe Exotic narrative. It's not necessarily just about big cats. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. It's about Joe Exotic in this weird, twisted world. Sorry, yeah. I keep because Which, I like, it blows my mind how much sex is involved in the big cat world. Like, that, that just. blows my mind at all. I've met furries. I don't think it has anything to do with furries. <laughs> I, I, think it, I think it has to do with power. Because I think yeah, that's the I, only I reason that you would I own agree. a big cat is well, to show that you are more powerful than this animal. Well, and I think it's like one of those alpha male things. Yeah. Exactly. I have dominated mm-hmm. a big cat. Yeah. I have I rule a jungle. Yeah, it's so I it's so crazy to me though like I mean, what is crazy about it though is like on, on the dating apps, I have seen pictures of people before always guys who have their picture taken with a big cat. Or it's a cub petting situation. And I feel like those people are not going to have a good time with those profile pictures anymore. <laughs> I think people are going to call them out. Well, and not only that, I think like, you know, when we were growing up, we had circuses, mm-hmm. right? Where you'd go and you'd watch animals, like the Ringling Brothers Circus or whatever. And that was always a acceptable quote quote when we were kids like nobody really talked about animal abuse mm-hmm. i don't remember the narrative of animal abuse really being around when we were young i mean i'm sure it was there but it wasn't as surveillance as it is now mm-hmm. it wasn't as open and like we know that this is bad we know that this is harmful we know that this is not good like people celebrated like Siegfried and Roy and they celebrated the circus and they they did all of this shit and nobody was talking about how this is like not good. God, you now remember you remember when uh one of them got attacked by the tiger? Yeah, Sigfried and Roy probably yeah. trying to diddle his tiger too much or something. No, no, no. Something what weird. happened what happened was um they got complacent and I think that the deal was that the tiger that they performed with that night was not had not been practicing with actual Siegfried and Roy. So the tiger wasn't like around them a whole bunch, which is crazy to me because I'm like, this is your like livelihood and you just got lazy. And so this tiger like ripped your throat out. Like it's just, that's what you get. Oh my God. Yeah. Somebody else. 
Yeah. Okay. So we're going to end, we're going to end with this question from Katie, um, which is, do you feel Oklahoma is well represented in this documentary? Absolutely. Oh, I think so too. I think so too. And I think that the moment in the documentary that I feel like was the epitome of Oklahoma was he's on the four wheeler. There's a tornado in the background and he looks at the camera and he says, that's a real life tornado and there ain't nothing you can do about it. Because when if, we've seen that, cause we watched it, me and Dave watched it together. Mm-hmm. Right. He was like, you can't watch this without me. And he goes, that is the most Oklahoma shit I have ever seen in my fucking life. Riding away and, from a tornado on a four wheeler saying that is a real life tornado and there ain't anything you can do about it. That's then, real. Also, I will say, uh, one of my really good friends who uh, lives in San Francisco, mm-hmm. I convinced her and her husband to watch it, you know, because it was in quarantine. And her husband has now said that her son, their son, is not allowed to visit Oklahoma because it's full of fucking crazy people. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, I mean, maybe we weren't well represented. I was like, you know, that's really not all of Oklahoma, but I feel like the whole... Um, I feel like the best thing, what really represented us, was that, like, even whenever Joe, awful as he is, when you see him campaigning and he's talking to people and he's mm-hmm. being really friendly and yeah. he can just bullshit with anyone, yeah, that is Oklahoma vibes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's total Oklahoma vibes. Like, that reminds me, not in any other way, but that specific thing reminds me of my grandpa. He could talk to anyone and, like, make anyone feel like girl and that and that's just how it is like mm-hmm. you know one of my other good friends she's from boston and she said people are just not nice in boston right because she goes i'll tell you right now she goes we don't we don't randomly talk to strangers on the street we don't wave and say hello and i'm mm-hmm. like man i wave to every single person i pass in my neighborhood when i leave my neighborhood oh yeah or a yeah. nod oh we you know what I mean? we that's waved our do. neighbors yeah I mean, and you stand in the you stand in the Walmart line. Well, now you can't, but like you know, you used to stand in the Walmart line, and you'd be there for a while, and you'd just be like, "Yep, it's a Saturday," and then you yep. just chit chat bullshit, mm-hmm. and and it's like you're not there to make friends; you're just there to make friendly conversation, or exactly, you know, or, yeah. hey, how are you, and stuff like that. Yeah, that is such Oklahoma vibes. Oh That's yeah, something yeah. Jeff Lowe lacks because mm-hmm. he's. He's not very, he doesn't seem very friendly at all. I think he should have stayed in Las Vegas. I think that would have been. Fucking amen. Go back. Go back to Vegas. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. Like I, I do. I think that that scene with the tornado, that's absolutely Oklahoma like that. If I could, if I had to show, um, a person from Norway, someone (laughs) in my family who has not been to Oklahoma yet, a picture yeah that would be it like that that's a real life tornado and there ain't nothing you can do about it like it i mean it's just i love that so much like it's and i think it's a good attitude for us to carry forward into storm season like just get in your hidey hole there ain't nothing exactly get in your hidey hole there ain't nothing you can do about it (laughs) if it takes your house it takes your house like you know Oh, which that was didn't try to shoot into it. Oh my god, yeah. When he like at the end when he started blowing stuff up all the time, I was just like, oh my god, like this is a man like at the end of his rope. Like this is like he he just doesn't care anymore. You know what I thought actually when I saw that? Mm -hmm. This is a motherfucker out of his mind on meth. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Doesn't need 
Oh, my God. Yeah. That was one of the other things is like um, they talked about some of them were very offended that people thought that they were on meth when they are not. And I, you know, and I'm like, I, I get that. Like, I get, you know, being offended or whatever, but also like kind of one of those no 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 i don't think it's so much that as much as it is the company you keep you know like uh, joe was definitely doing meth (laughs) and here's the thing yeah if you if you're running around with a bunch of dudes on meth Mm -hmm. and you don't do meth guess what people are gonna think you do meth even if you don't yeah exactly like regardless of how you act when i was in high school i don't know if i ever told you this story but my stepdad was a meth dealer Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm I think you did tell me that he was a meth dealer. I don't know if I've heard this story though. Um, yeah, he he's dead, so I don't fucking care. I'll just tell you. Um, so he was a meth dealer, and he used to deal meth out of this uh, out of this um, brand new uh, addition that was being built while I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Because the guy that he also co-dealt meth with, if that's is that the term? Oh yeah, that sounds like some <laughs> Breaking Bad shit. Yeah, he um his co-dealer. His dad, his dad was a realtor. This this other dude's dad, okay. and um they were under the ruse that they were selling homes when they weren't. They were actually dealing meth to kids I went to high school with. Jesus. And I found that out because one of these dudes who I seriously think wanted to sleep with me at the time, but I was like, whatever, bro. Um, gave me a ride home. And we passed that neighborhood. And he goes, you see that neighborhood there? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, so there's these two dudes who deal mess out of this neighborhood. And I had just been in that neighborhood like two days before. Oh, my God. Because my stepdad was showing my mom this house that he was showing. And isn't it nice? And blah, blah, blah. Oh, and it was a really nice house. And I was just like. It's the meth house. Oh, shit. And I was like, uh, Okay. <laughs> Oh my god! And so, like that confirmed to me my suspicions that my stepdad was selling meth, and then you know, like whenever people found out who did meth, who bought meth from my stepdad, they thought I was also doing meth, and I was like, "No, bro, (laughs) that is not my that's not my thing." (laughs) Oh my god, that's so funny! Oh my god, no, I don't, I don't do meth. Yeah, Johnetta's got Johnetta has good teeth, people. She does. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm missing one, but that's because I like in the back, but that's you know morning sickness is a fucking bitch and oh, I, have yeah. I say yeah like yeah. i understand but i don't understand uh, i've never had a baby <laughs> like, well, vomit will rot your teeth man oh yeah it's that's tough. that is true uh, that is very true it <laughs> very much can um so yeah i think it i think it pretty well i mean i am not embarrassed of the tiger king documentary like i feel like no i mean I think a lot of people are a lot of people i think a lot of people get offended if because they feel that we're misrepresented because you have a bunch of hillbillies who act like they don't know nothing and blah 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 and i'm like that goes back to that whole um and i'm a liberal whatever but that goes back to that whole condescending you know like the whole condescending attitude that some liberals i have had the misfortune of meeting Mm -hmm. have and even conservatives like is that well they don't sound educated so blah 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 whatever and this is what represents us and this is what makes us look bad like you know however year whenever people 
storm season comes through and somebody gets offended that somebody's on TV without their bra or without their <laughs> Yeah, TV. exactly, with their curlers in their hair. Yeah, all that. And it's like, well, I'm sorry that they don't look perfect when they're in bed and the tornado drops down on their fucking house. What exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. That just, uh, yeah. I it, I think I'm not ashamed of Tiger King. Like, I, I really enjoyed it. I think... Um, I think it was, I think it was fun. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it was, was super uh, fun. I think it had, I think it, go ahead. It was super fun because it did not have a bad ending. Like nobody ended up dying except for Travis, yeah. which was at his own hands. Like, you know, so it's, God. and you know what I think, what we didn't talk about was the absolute heartbreak that, I mean, I know we were watching it together when it mm. happened. And it was just harrowing watching that guy's face. Oh, God. Yeah. And then listening to him, I think his name is Josh Dial, and listening to him talk about that on the after show, like, he talked about that Travis kind of, um, he put the gun to his head and uh, Josh could see when he pulled the trigger that there was like this, oh, shit moment for Travis. Yeah. And I'm like, God, like, to carry that, I can't even, can't even imagine. That's why you don't. That's why you don't do a lot of drugs, kids, and play with guns. Don't play like, with it's, guns, it's yeah. Not a smart idea. Yeah. Just don't play with guns. Just never don't never play with a gun. Drugs. Yeah. Don't play with them. They're not <laughs> toys. But yeah. Well, and I think probably that was the hardest part. Well, no, there was a lot of hard moments like the entire scene. Mm-hmm. At the very beginning of it, watching the um uh the guy with the snow leopard. Oh yeah, and the bobcat. Was there a bobcat? Yeah. No, it was. I think it was just the snow. Snow leopard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In and, the, and it was in the van, and it was like panting. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That that made me lose my shit. I'm like, mm-hmm. somebody needs to put that guy on a hit list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then watching the tiger give birth, and Joe taking the the kitten from its mom. That was rough. Oh yeah. Yeah. But also watching Travis, watching the guy's face. God, that you was. Can tell that he just like he's like sitting there and you can tell that he's like oh god like you can see the moment he realizes what he just witnessed yeah like this really just happened yeah and um Mm. i have never had the misfortune of um watching someone kill themselves yeah um i have seen people die Mm -hmm. that's uh that's rough enough right um but not um to see a healthy like person that. take their life like that is th- a different well, kind of and, trauma in a moment of yes it wasn't even yeah it wasn't even like intentional Accidental. it wasn't like yeah. he wanted to kill himself he was just like oh man i'm really stoned it's cool look i'm telling you it won't go off and then oh fuck what am i doing and boom dead. right yeah oh yeah that's, yeah that's heartbreaking it is heartbreaking it's very very sad and like i yeah i don't know but but yeah, so I mean, we got opinions about the Tiger King and all that. For sure. This was this For has sure. been fun. So, do you have anything yeah. that you want to um, tell people about, like your newsletter that you just put out with awesome pictures of your dogs in it? <laughs> yeah. Um, so my newsletter, my first newsletter went live. Um, my first book has gone live. Heck yeah! Which, um, people have been know, ordering that thing like crazy awesome i know it's weird it's weird to me i mean it's cool Mm -hmm. but it does feel weird yeah 
Well, and I think it feels so weird because I haven't really been able to go out and like celebrate it because mm-hmm. of the pandemic. And yeah. you're missing your bear eating ceremony. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You need to end the stress cycle and celebrate. Bears. Yeah, so we gotta we <laughs> gotta get like, this uh, fixed. Yeah, and like, well, and it's just like I said, it's just been kind of weird because it it dropped when shit got real. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, when shit was starting to get real. Yeah, it dropped. Um, it dropped on my fifteenth wedding anniversary, mm-hmm. and which was also weird because it's like that was the first time we've never gone out for our anniversary. Yeah. Um, and it's just been, it's been kind of like I'm in a limbo. Mm-hmm. I get that. I get that. Like, you know, I, I keep saying like, I'm sorry, I'm tired. No, you're fine. But it, it you know, I'm in this, it's, it's a limbo, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's, um, it's just so weird. It's, it's like it hasn't happened because I haven't really been out. Exactly. Yeah, I completely get that. So, I completely get so that. So it's strange. But anyways, I mean, I am much more articulate on paper. And uh, if you are interested, my pen name is Colette, C-O-L-L-E-T-T-E, Carmen, C-A-R-M-O-N. And you can find me on Facebook. That's basically where my stuff is right now i do have an instagram and a twitter i haven't really got into syncing all of that stuff up and Mm -hmm. whatever but i did get my newsletter out um has a link to my book in it and the link on the page and the newsletter Um, itself was good i really enjoyed reading it it was it was a lot of fun thank you i agonized over that like i think i made about 15 of them before it's like Fuck it. I don't yeah. even know what to say. Yeah, Johnetta, she sent me she sent me one of them and I read it and I was like, No girl, you can't say this. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, yeah, don't I, do this. I was a I was a little little um myself in that one. That no, I think I think bad. you were you just it, it just like it just took a turn and then it just kept going that way and I was like, Oh no, you can't you can't <laughs> oh, be no. saying this, Johnetta. Like, like it was really funny. Like, no, that that got dark fast. Yeah. Like, I was like, No, we we we're gonna do something else. <laughs> Like, which you need, but, you need friends that will tell you that stuff. Like, that man, I believe that one thousand percent. And mm-hmm. you know, I think, um, honestly, who needs friends is Carol Baskin, Jeff yeah. Lowe, Doc Annell. They yeah. all need some friends to tell them what the fuck, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, Saint Cool. But yeah, so. so, so I actually uh, released a book this week yes. i believe it was this week everything's kind of like you said it's kind of blurring together it's kind of like Man, the it blurs. fog did i tell you okay before we talk about your book because the book's rad but did i tell you <laughs> so you know how the days are all blurring together so mm-hmm. the other day the um if you live in oklahoma or at least if you live in like the city i know guthrie and that kind of place it only happens like once a month but um here we have a weekly tornado siren yeah on saturday (laughs) and it about scared the shit out of me when it went off on noon Mm -hmm. or at noon the other the other saturday because i didn't realize it was fucking saturday and i was like holy shit oh god that's so funny (laughs) yeah you're like what day is it what time is it (laughs) i don't know (laughs) nothing means anything it's all made up (laughs) (laughs) yeah my kid was like mom chill it's just the tornado siren and i was like holy fucking god I think I just shaved off like 10 years of my life. God, that's funny. Oh my God. So yeah, so my book came out. It is about a cult in the panhandle of Oklahoma. Um, 
it's got a super fun dedication in it that I'm really, really like, I, I had a lot of fun writing that dedication. It's just a couple lines and it's really funny in my opinion. But, um, so anyway, it's available on Amazon and, uh, it's also available in paperback. You can order yourself a copy and it might take a little while to get here because, um, you know, because of everything going on with COVID-19 and, um, Amazon kind of slowing down a little bit on things that are non-essential. So, um, even though, out the books pretty good though. they are they are yeah i so. my I mean, copy I, I... the copy that i ordered for myself should be here on the 22nd i believe so oh sweet yeah so i'm excited yeah and it's a big old thick book it's fat i'm ex- i'm proud of it so yeah I'm, man i'm excited i might have to get that one in paperback i did i do have it on kindle yeah I pre-ordered it on kindle um and, you know, cults are one of my favorite topics because mm-hmm. my stepdad, who dealt meth, he was also born in a cult. Yeah. Okay, we will have to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we will. Oh, my God. Yeah, we will. Oh, my maybe, God. Maybe we can maybe we can do an episode post-reading your book. Yeah. We talk about cults. cults. We I think have, we should. Have a good, a good, fun time talking about cults. And there's a couple, there's a couple like, uh, places in Oklahoma where cults have made their home. So we could definitely talk about that. Yeah. Not shocked, bro. Not shocked. Yeah. I, I'm telling you right now, they're like churches. You throw a fucking stone and you'll hit one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're they're more prevalent than you think. Like, they are... I mean, just look at Doc Ansel and his little, his little tiger sex cult. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, Which I just want to add one, I- one last thing about him. Okay. Did you catch that he calls himself Bagwan? Yes, I did. Ugh. If you and have not you seen Wild Wild Country, go like, watch it. They start they start talking cult and blah blah blah, and I'm like, mm-hmm, you've heard this before because mm-hmm. people are on me, you dumbass. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It was. Oh god. Aukies. But yeah, when I when I saw that he called himself Bagwan, I was like, oh, hello, Rajneesh Piran. I know. What I was like, I was there? like, there's a red flag if I ever saw one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all gotta watch Wild Wild Country. Yeah, watch Wild Wild Country. Wild Wild Country. Sheila is gold. She is. I can you imagine? There's actually a character in my novel that kind of uh, is a Sheila like person. Like Dude, she is Sheila willing to do what whatever she has to. Yeah. What it was. Oh like, yeah. I, yeah. Hands down, the bad one might have been the face. Sheila was fucking terrifying. She was the brains like, of that. I like. Just, yeah that's a good good documentary series go watch that y'all so anyway i think that's about it um if you want to follow me on instagram i've started posting stuff on there regularly again uh follow me on facebook at irioki and then follow marnie venge on facebook for my writing updates a lot of people have been following that lately so that's been kind of cool um and thank you to everyone who's been buying books and one of these days we will get to have the signing event that I promised you guys and maybe go do true crime trivia or something like we were going to do uh, before all this happened. So hopefully things will get back to normal someday and we'll be able to do that. But yeah, so that's... They, they will. They I, will. I believe that. They will. It, I mean, it might take time, but it will get there. It'll get we there. We'll yeah. all be at this book signing event. So y'all mm-hmm. better stay safe, stay yeah. back day whatever so that you can be a part of history that's right (laughs) so y'all stay (laughs) safe and stay spooky